The scripture reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 11 through 20. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she, at, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. When it was evening, on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Good morning, church. Happy Easter. And what a strange Easter it is. I, I, this, this is surreal for on Easter Sunday our, our worship center to be empty. But you know what? COVID-19 might keep us from our worship center, but it cannot keep Jesus from being raised from the dead. COVID-19 might keep us from gathering together, but it cannot keep us from proclaiming the good news of Jesus' resurrection. It is Easter, and we can still celebrate. We can still shout the words, Jesus is risen, Jesus is risen indeed. He is our Lord, our Savior, King of Kings. Let me begin this morning by telling you a cute little story. A pastor, uh, his daughter had a little kitten, and he came out in the front yard one morning, and he realized that the kitten had gotten stuck up in a tree. Now, the tree was, uh, it was, it was not strong enough for him to climb, and yet the kitten was too high for him to use a ladder. What would he do? He coaxed the kitten, he tried milk, he did everything he possibly could imagine to try to get the kitten to come down, but the kitten would not. Finally, he had this bright idea. He realized if he tied a rope up high enough on the tree, tied the other end to the bumper of his car, he could slowly bend the tree over until he could reach the kitten. So, tying the rope getting the car ready. He does it slowly. He checks it every few feet to make sure that, that he was just drawing it down carefully enough. Didn't want to harm the tree. 
The kitten was almost within reach when the rope broke. The tree turned into a catapult, and the, the kitten flew into the air, and he watched it in horror as it, it, was, it went farther and farther out of sight. He was trying to imagine what he would say to his daughter about losing the kitten. He went house to house, talking to his neighbor, searching for the kitten. Is, have you seen this stray kitten? No one. That evening, he shared the news, didn't tell her what had happened, but just simply said that the kitten had been lost, and the next day, they would get another one. Surprisingly enough, she was excited about getting a new kitten. Problem solved. The next day, he was at the grocery store and noticed one of his members had cat food in her basket. She was a known cat hater, bragged about it around the church. And so he just, uh, he says, you know, I'm curious. Um, I noticed cat food in your, in, in your basket here. What's going on? She said, Pastor, you won't believe this story. He said, do you believe that God hears the prayers of children? The pastor immediately, well, yes, absolutely. Encourage your, encourage your daughter to, to pray every day. No, I won't have any trouble with that from now on, she said. I said, well, what do you mean? She says, well, a couple of days ago, she was begging me again for a cat. And you know how I hate cats. And so I told her, I said, honey, if you go out in the front yard, get down on your knees, and pray to God for a kitten, and God gives you a kitten, you can keep it. And pastor, I'm not lying. I watched her go out in the front yard. I watched her get down on her knees. And as she was praying, a cat with its paws outstretched, lands right in front of her. It's Easter Sunday. And God comes to us in the most unexpected times and in the most unexpected ways to show His glory. That's what I want to talk about this morning is the, the power of God that that is present in a, in a situation that may, be a lost, that may seem like a lost cause on one hand is an answered prayer on the other. Let us pray. Lord God, hide me behind the cross this day that these words may be your words. And for every word, O oh God, that I would not speak, that you would have me speak, O oh God, fill in the gaps that all would hear the message that you have for us today. And we thank you in advance, God, for what you are doing and what you are going to do. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking at Mary Magdalene's story, her, her encounter with Jesus on that first Easter morning. To give you a little background on, on how we get to this point, Mary comes to the tomb first. She's come to the tomb to, uh, to uh, prepare the body for burial. His death was on the Sabbath. They couldn't do anything with the body. It, it would be a defilement on the Sabbath. And so she comes after the Sabbath on Sunday to prepare it for burial. She finds the tomb empty. Assuming that the body had been stolen, she goes back to the disciples and reports to them. 
We know from the gospel that John and Peter run to the tomb. John tells us that Peter still doubted and John believes. They go back to be with the disciples and we realize that Mary is back at the tomb. She has returned. This is what John tells us. He says, But Mary stood weeping outside of the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look inside the tomb. Mary was confused and full of regret. It is so much a part of the human condition. Mary is focusing on the tomb, on the death of Jesus, on the suffering of Jesus. She's living in the past. She can't break from that past. Like us, when we are, when we are faced with disappointment and challenge and unusual situations, we get stuck. Living in the disappointments of yesterday. Mary's consumed with regret. Maybe on that morning she was thinking, what could I have done? What could I have done differently to spare Jesus from this horrible death? What, what could I have said? What was it that, that, that was missing? When we focus on the past, we cannot move into the future. We cannot move forward. We are stuck. But God doesn't leave us there. John continues and he says this, And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Thank God that God confronts us when, when we are stuck. And Mary is confronted by the angels. Now, it's, it's really kind of interesting to me because the angels are sitting at the head and the foot of, of where Jesus had lain. Uh, Peter and John had been there. They'd looked into the tomb. Peter himself had gone into the tomb. Why was it that they missed these angels? Were they so distracted? Were they so, so, uh, so consumed with, with, their, with their loss that they didn't see the angels? Or is there something about Mary that has opened their eyes to see this revelation of what Jesus is doing? The hint for me is that Mary went back. Mary couldn't stay away from the cemetery. Mary couldn't stay away from the empty tomb. There was something inside of her, the Spirit of God inside of her, that kept pushing her forward, that kept pushing her back to that place to find truth. Mary would not leave. She wouldn't give up. The angels say to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? In other words, why are you weeping and look for the loss of the past? Why are you weeping? This is a day of new beginnings. Why are you weeping? God is always doing something new in the broken places of our lives. Why are you weeping? This is a day of new beginnings. Mary responds, I don't know where my Lord is. And then John tells us this. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, 
but she didn't know it was Jesus. This moment of recognition between Mary and, and Jesus is, is an interesting one. Um, Jesus appears to Mary. Um, he is there, but she doesn't know who he is. Now, this is a man that she has followed for months, if not over a year. This is a man that she had heard his teachings, that she had seen his miracles. This is a man that she had saw, seen on a daily basis. She didn't recognize him. She was so consumed by her grief and her loss and the brokenness that she couldn't see beyond it. Maybe she kept looking at the tomb or, or, or looking at the graves or, or, or looking at the ground. But here's what happens. Because often, the Almighty God of all creation, the workings of God are right in front of us. And we miss it because we're looking at the past. Here's what happens to Mary. She says, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him, and I will take him away to prepare him for burial. And Jesus doesn't give up on her. Never does he give up. And then one of the most precious verses in the Bible. Jesus said to her, Mary. How many times did Jesus call her name? Over the months? How many times had he said Mary? Had he said her name with love, with forgiveness, with peace, with affirmation, with, with, with confidence. How many times had he called her by name and, and looked into Mary Magdalene and saw the, the woman that God had created? I can only imagine the sound of Jesus' voice as he says, Mary, Mary. When Mary hears her name, she recognizes Jesus. She recognizes the voice, the inflection. And she turns away from the tomb and the past, the grief and the brokenness to focus on Jesus. And in that moment, she sees a new, with new eyes. Whatever it is that was covering her eyes has, is falling away. She sees what she's never seen before. She's seen the human Jesus. She's seen the, <laughs> the humanity of Jesus. But now she sees the divinity of Jesus. She sees the, the lordship of Jesus. She sees the divine Jesus. In those moments, I'm sure that, sure that she remembered the words of Jesus. He promised them. He told them what was coming. And now she remembers and she rushes back to tell the disciples. Again and again, the message is the same. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And we are alive in Him. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do any of us seek the living among the dead? For when... When Mary recognized Jesus, there was a new realization for her life. You see, when she heard her name, 
Jesus called her back to the person that she was made to be. When Jesus calls our name, we're called back to the person we're made to be. The past is gone. The new has come. Jesus is calling our name today. All of us. Maybe with a a bolt of lightning. Or maybe in the dark stillness of a night with a whisper. Jesus is calling our name. Maybe through a friend or a family member. Jesus is calling our name. He's calling us back to the person that, that we are. He's calling us to say, get out of the past and go into the future. Let us look forward to what is to come. Let us have, with anticipation, receive what God is doing. Well, friends, we were not made to die. We were made to live. We were not made to, to live in regret. We were made to live in anticipation. We were not made to live in grief we were made to live in joy. As I look back to the account of Jesus in the Gospels, what I see there is Jesus over and over again telling the disciples what was to come. He was reminding them and telling them. He was preparing them, particularly in John in chapter 16 and 17. And, and, he's, and he doesn't gloss it over. He tells them the truth. He says, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be uh, suffering. There's going to be times of, of, of direct conflict. But Jesus promises to be with them. And, and Jesus promises that no matter what comes, ours is the victory through Him. So let us stop explaining away the resurrection. Let us stop explaining away the life and teachings of Jesus. Let us stop making excuses. Let us get our eyes off the past, off the rearview mirror, and onto the future that God has prepared for us. The risen Christ calls us by name. Can you hear it? Jesus calls us by name. Are you listening? God will never give up on us. No matter what we think or what we've done, no matter where we've been, God never gives up on us. A family gathered together about the same season of Easter. They, parents wanted the children to see the greatest story ever told, which is a movie about the life and ministry the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. It's a wonderful movie. They gathered together on the, on the couch, and the oldest daughter was particularly interested. She was just watching. She was listening to every word, just you know, smiling and laughing. But when it came time, when the suffering began, she began to cry. The mother was afraid that it would be too much for her, so she scooted over and put her arm around there and said, Honey, it's going to be okay. And she quieted down. She watched as the nails were driven into Jesus' hands and feet. She watched as they had raised the cross up and dropped it down, and Jesus' body vibrates. You could see the agony on his face. She watched his death 
and how they took him down, they disengaging his hands from the nails to put his body in the tomb. And then something happened. <laughs> the, daughter, the daughter at that moment jumps to her feet, puts her hands in the air and screams, now comes the good part! Now comes the good part! <laughs> not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, now! comes the good part, the good news for us. Jesus is alive. This is Easter. He is risen. And we can with confidence live that. For Christ Jesus comes to us at our greatest moment of need unexpectedly like a kitten from heaven working especially now to make all things new. As I close this morning, I want to offer a prayer. And wherever you are in your home, I invite you to pray with me. Pray this prayer and give thanks for the resurrection and listen as Jesus calls your name. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the sacrifice that you made and the love that you showed us that unconditional, complete, incredible love as you gave your life for us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, as you have defeated death and given us life. And so now, oh God, call our name. Wherever we are, whatever our circumstances, call our name. Give us, but even if it's just a glimpse of the future that is before us, Lord, Give us that glimpse. Call our name. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord Jesus, come. Lord Jesus, come. And we invite you into our heart. We invite you into our lives. We submit ourselves to you, O God, Lord Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.